You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. Stacy Pai is one of the founding members of SparkAcel, which is a personalized four-week virtual accelerator for Taiwanese-American entrepreneurs. At the end of the program, there will be a virtual pitch competition and a chance for participants to win up to $5,000 in cash. Sparkacell is an initiative under the Taiwanese American Citizens League, TACL. TACL is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to improving the lives of Taiwanese Americans. Stacy talked to me about how Sparkacell supports entrepreneurs and what stage of entrepreneurs are eligible to participate in its accelerator program. As Sparkacell grows, it is looking to recruit a volunteer program manager, fundraising manager, community manager, marketing manager, and startup mentors. This episode of Talking Taiwan has been sponsored by NATOA, the North America Taiwanese Women's Association. NATOA was founded in 1988, and its mission is, one, to evoke a sense of self-esteem and enhance women's dignity. Two, to oppose gender discrimination and promote gender equality. Three, to fully develop women's potential and encourage their participation in public affairs. Four, to contribute to the advancement of human rights and democratic development in Taiwan. Five, to reach out and work with women's organizations worldwide to promote peace for all. To learn more about NADWA, visit their website, www.natwa.com. Without further ado, here's our interview. Welcome to the podcast, Stacey. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's nice to have you back. I think the last time we had you here was when I was interviewing the director of the film Small Talk that was in the Austin Asian American Film Festival. And you were the translator for the interview, so it's great to have you back in a different capacity. Yeah, for sure. I love being involved in anything that's related to the Taiwanese-American community. And back then, I was supporting Asian-American Film Festival. But now, I'm here to talk about Spark Excel. Yeah, so tell me, what's your role at Spark SL? I'm one of the founding team members. We're currently four people who are working on starting the Spark Excel from scratch. The Spark Excel program started in 2021, kind of like a COVID project for us. So we met actually through the Taiwanese American Professional Association, which is otherwise known as CAP. And it's an organization under CAPL, the Taiwanese American Citizens League. And for that, we were all on the board of CAP one time or another, very involved in the Taiwanese American community. But after meeting through that, we decided that we wanted to take TAP to focus on the startup community and support Taiwanese American founders. So, which is when we launched the Spark Excel, which is short for Spark Accelerator, to support Taiwanese American founders and the entrepreneurial aspect. So what stage of entrepreneurs are you serving and how are you helping them through Spark Excel? We are focusing on startups that have not received any institutional funding yet. So friends and family doesn't count. A lot of people are still in bootstrapping stage, but we are focusing on helping them focus on their startup and 
really just trying to connect these startup founders with successful startup founders. So then they can seek mentorship and build this community. And we have launched the Spark Excel essentially is a four week virtual accelerator to connect the Taiwanese American founders and the new startup so they can work out their predefined problem within these four weeks and eventually do a pitch at the end to win a cash prize with no strings attached. So what is the application process like? Is there a fee involved? How does someone get considered to enter this accelerator program? So we are a nonprofit. Right now, the purpose is really to build up the community. We have hosted a series of in-person mixers, but if you weren't able to attend, then you can also follow us on Instagram at Spark Accelerator or sign up for our newsletter on the website, Spark Excel. So you will find information there to be able to apply as either a volunteer on the leadership team or as a startup participant or as a mentor or in any other capacity you think you want to invest in and sponsor and donate to our accelerator, you can also find information there. So is there a process if someone wants to participate in the four-week virtual accelerator, how can they do that? They can find the link to apply on our website, Spark Excel. And there's a series of questions that includes understanding what their company, their business model is, how do the founders know each other, a little bit of background, and where they are in their funding. As I mentioned, one of the qualifications is that it has to be before you get institutional funding. And from the founder perspective, because we are trying to support the Taiwanese American community, so one of the founders has to be Taiwanese, Taiwanese American in one way or another. Yeah. So you can get the link to officially apply. Then we will vet and reach out for an interview to make the final decision. Is there an application fee associated with this? No, there is no application fee. So right now, the way we fund our program is mainly through donations and fundraising. So as you are looking to volunteer in a leadership role, you'll see that there is a role as a fundraising manager. Great, great. So this is a good plug. So if there's anyone out there who is interested in this kind of work and is supporting this kind of community, you could get involved by doing that. And how do you select who's going to go through the program and how many typically go through a four-week program? Yeah, we're looking for a more intimate program given that we are a smaller size accelerator. So we're looking at around five to six startup participants as in companies. So each company could have two founders to join the programming. So that would mean, you know, 10 to 12 startup participants, plus all the volunteers are also joining the call. Since it's a virtual format, we want to keep it still small and intimate. So then there's a lot of engagement and discussion during our virtual calls. Right. What would you say the participants would come away with at the end of four weeks? What are they going to be learning? We will have the participants define one big problem they're trying to solve right now. And each participant will be linked with one volunteer to keep them accountable in terms of solving that problem, as well as just keeping them accountable in actively engaging in the program. And what we're looking to do is twofold. One is to solve the problem that they're facing that they've stated at the beginning of the program. Two, to build a network with all the mentors that will come onto the program either to do a session on different topics or in a panel 
or even one-on-one mentorship office hours. So this is sort of the structure of the programming. And in the last week, they will do a pitch. So the third takeaway is the startups will do a pitch to the mentors and also to the broader community. And they can win a cash prize from coming in number one in their pitch from the mentor side or as a fan favorite as we're asking for votes from the audiences. Oh, so there is an audience opponent? So since we're doing this virtual, the audience component is we will be sharing the video recording of the pitch on our social media and also mm-hmm. all throughout all the tap chapters to help share the pitches and obviously friends and family all utilizing everyone's network to get everyone to vote. So that's the audience component. Right. So it's like online, people can go to your social media or your website and watch and vote? Yes, correct. To answer your question, the startup participants can really get, one, building their network, two, hopefully some knowledge in terms of solving their business problem. And then three, it's always nice to get a cash prize at the end to kickstart their business. Right, absolutely. And how many cohorts have gone through the program at this time? And how would you say that things have changed or evolved with the program? We had our first cohort in the summer of 2021. And we are looking to launch two cohorts in 2023, one in April and May, and the second one in September, October. So going forward, our goal is to have two cohorts every year which is why we need to do more of these mixers and really promote Spark Accelerator. So we have a pipeline of volunteers, mentors, and startup participants to really make it a good cycle, a positive cycle. I don't know if it's too early to say because you've only had one cohort. Can you comment about the success or failure rate of those who've been through the Spark Excel program? Even though we didn't have an official sort of pitch to the mentors where the mentors would invest in the startup participants. But because the mentors were actively involved throughout the program, a lot of them invested in the startup participants outside of the program, after the program. So they did build good networks there. So as an example, one of our startups, Gift Pack, they were able to get funding from the mentors that they met over the Spark Excel program. Another example I would say is Taylor AI. So they do kind of rent the runway, but for men. And they've been reached out to by other bigger clothing rental companies out there for different investment opportunities or collaboration. So these are some big ones that I have followed. The third one that I followed is Sensei. And I know that Sensei, they do basically a platform for English teachers to be able to utilize to monitor and give feedback to students who are trying to learn to speak English. So students aren't limited to only on paper or reading and writing English learning. And I know that they've had several collaboration opportunities with Tutor ABC, as well as other big English platforms in Taiwan as well. These are some examples that I know. Other ones I have to keep following up with, which is also why if you look in our leadership role, you will see that we have a role that we're recruiting, which is a community manager. So we can keep the alumni base engaged and we can keep following up and tracking their success as well as, you know, keeping them within the ecosystems so they can become mentors as well. Right. That makes sense. That in itself could be its own job. I can see that. And all of these companies that have been through the accelerator are on your website and we'll make sure that we share that in the show notes. 
And what cities is the Spark Accelerator in? I think I saw on the website that you have mixers in Boston, San Francisco, New York City. I think I even saw Taipei, right? Yeah. So these are the cities that the four founding team members, Stephen Chen, Erica Liu, Emily Chen, and I were based in. Actually, Erica Liu, she's in Austin, but she happened to be visiting Taipei during the December timeframe. And it was a good time to host that in Taipei because... As you know, Taiwan borders just opened up. So we had a huge influx of Taiwanese Americans just visiting Taiwan at the time. So it was a good chance to meet a lot of the startup participants that we had from our first cohort, including the founder of Taylor and also Sensei that I just mentioned. And then we had a volunteer, Natalie from AppWorks, which is an accelerator in Taipei, Mm -hmm. also came and brought a lot of her contacts. We also had our mentors who were in Taiwan, including Patrick Lee, who was the founder of Rotten Tomatoes. He was our mm-hmm. mentor in our first cohort, and he knew a lot of people who also supported our program as well. So Taipei was actually a very successful meetup. And now for a short break. Hello, listeners. I'm excited to share that we have a donor who has offered Talking Taiwan a matching donation of $5,000. That means when we raise $5,000, it will be automatically doubled to $10,000. So this is the time for you to make a contribution to Talking Taiwan and help us raise $10,000. You can make a contribution to Talking Taiwan on GoFundMe.com, Patreon.com forward slash Talking Taiwan, or PayPal and Zelle using our email address TalkingTaiwanPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you're old school, just send us a check to our mailing address, which you'll find on our website at TalkingTaiwan.com forward slash support. All of our donors will get exclusive first listening access to my interviews with Robert Tao, founder of UMC, who in August of 2022 pledged to donate $100 million US million to help Taiwan defend itself. Kevin Lin, one of the co-founders of Twitch and current co-founder and CEO of MetaTheory. The Boba Guys, co-founders Andrew Chow and Bin Chen. Chin Chi Yang, a multidisciplinary artist who has been inducted into the New York Foundation for the Arts Hall of Fame. And Michelle Ho, an attorney, activist, and author of Reading with Patrick, which is a runner-up for the Dayton Literary Peace Prize and the Goddard Riverside Stefan Russo Book Prize for Social Justice. We'd like to thank our first donor of the year, the Greater New York Region Overseas Taiwanese Pen Club, and all of our supporters. Now, back to the episode. So you have networking mixers and meetups in these cities, and since this accelerator is virtual, it's actually location-independent, right? You can be anywhere and participate in this accelerator as long as one of the founders Taiwanese American and you meet the other requirement of not having already taken institutional investors, right? That is correct. And I do get this question a lot. I think the eventual goal is, you know, like with any corporation nowadays, we're leading towards a hybrid model, (laughs) which is we will be doing the four-week programming online. So people are not limited to locations, but our goal is to have volunteers in cities everywhere in the U.S. so we can eventually expand our reach and hold mixers in locations that we haven't done before. So, for example, Austin, I can definitely see that as the next location to host a mixer, not only because we have someone there, but also Austin is a growing tech scene, growing startup scene as well. 
So where did the idea for Spark Your Soul come from? I'm curious because I remember actually around the time that this podcast was starting about 10 years ago, TAP and TACL had actually organized a program called the Entrepreneur Challenge and Competition. I'm not sure if you were familiar with that, but it sounds very similar, although maybe the format was a little bit different, but the idea was to support startups and they had mentors that would help. And then there was a competition at the end where they would pitch and then one of them would win a cash prize. If you go on our website and you search for Entrepreneur Challenge and Competition, we did interview the organizers at that time. It's interesting. Andrew Yang was one of the judges or mentors, and Yao Huang, who we've also had back on the podcast, was on there as well. To answer your first question, I wish I could claim credit for coming up with this idea, but Stephen Chen and Erica Liu were the people who brainstormed this idea. I wish I could tell the story a little bit better, but... Stephen Chen started the TAP Boston chapter. Erica mm-hmm. Liu started the TAP Austin chapter. Mm-hmm. And they were both working for startups. Stephen is still working for a startup, but they were always very interested in the interface between supporting Taiwanese and Taiwanese American community and also business sector, especially the startup sector. So they decided to create this Spark Accelerator to be more focused, like I mentioned, on specifically entrepreneurs within the Taiwanese American community. Can you talk a little bit about who's on the Spark Accel team and what they bring to the table? We are a small team right now. We are restarting our leadership recruitment. So we're in the interview stage. And when I say we, I mean Stephen Chen, Erica Liu, me, Stacey Pai, and Emily Chen. And what we brought to the table, so for the first cohort, me, Erica Liu, and Emily Chen, we really built the program from scratch, meaning that defining a four-week program, defining what the activities entail in each week, and also recruiting the mentors to bring on the mentors on and defining what are the themes that we want to convey during the program and also all the way up to defining what the pitch would look like and what the cash prize would look like. So really building out the entire program. I think that was the biggest uplift for the first cohort. Yeah. And I'm curious to know what's your background with entrepreneurship and startups? Yeah. So I started my career in a startup. This is back in Taiwan. So I definitely am more of a person who can hustle and really roll up my sleeves with limited resources. I haven't tapped into, like, I haven't been working for any startups since I moved to the U.S. I've mainly been working for big corporations like Dell and Amazon. And the reason is more because of visa purposes. I need a sponsorship. But I always knew that I'm interested in the startup community and I may want to start my own startup one day or join a startup once I get my green card. So I decided to sort of dip my toes in the startup community and ecosystem and start building my network and learn a little bit more with the Spark Accelerator. So that is sort of the reason why I decided to get into it. And similar to Erica, Emily, and Steven, I was on the board with TAP. And for me, it was the Austin chapter. So I got to learn a little bit more about Tackle, about TAP. And I felt like I got my MBA in the U.S. so I can really leverage some of my business skills as well to build out the structure. And that's what I did. It's still early right now. So... I'm not sure if anything's going to come into fruition, but 
I have to say that joining Spark Excel, it gave me access to learning more about where I came from, from Taiwan and what more resources are out there. It got me access to a lot of the accelerators in Taiwan, like AppWorks, for example. So I was able to, through Spark Excel, reach out back to Taiwan and learn more about the startup ecosystem there. And I wish I were there for the Taipei Mixer to meet them in person. Mm-hmm. But we did have some calls to learn more about what potential collaboration we can do in the future. And I think it just made me feel empowered to reach out to these people and networks and start a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great network to be able to do that. It's a great opportunity to be able to do that. But you mentioned that you are recruiting for leadership positions and volunteers. Could you talk a little bit more about what specific positions you're looking for and what skills and qualifications are needed. So I imagine, obviously, it's very different for people that you're looking to fill leadership positions and volunteers. The most important role is still going to be the program manager role. And when I say important, I mean that it's going to have the most impact in defining the experience of the startup participants. But at the same time, it's the most time-consuming so really developing a program plan, defining the measure of success for the program, deliver the best experience for finalists, coaches, mentors, and judges, and really build relationships, recruits to select the volunteers to be coaches, mentors, and judges. So it's a pretty heavy load role. Other roles are the fundraising manager, the marketing manager, community manager, and designer. So these are the main roles. So fundraising, as I mentioned, because there's no application fee to apply, our main source of funding really is from donations. So we need someone to really own the fundraising aspect and build a strategy around it, including maybe cultivating a network of individual or corporate donors, build that relationship, build the, the fundraising message that actually appeals to the donors, creating inbound and outbound contacts with the support of the rest of the teams maintaining these records of donor information. So that's the fundraising manager aspect. And then the marketing. So this is one thing that we're really trying to focus on right now. And I'm supposed to be really leading this role is the marketing aspect because we really want to build a pipeline of interest for our program, whether it's the volunteers for the leadership or the startup participants or the mentors and even the donors. So really building awareness about our Spark Excel program. So what that means in terms of our IG, our LinkedIn, our website, creating content and share across all these channels and developing partnerships with like-minded organizations and really see what works and what doesn't work. And eventually we'll be doing email marketing as well as we have a newsletter. So the marketing aspect is pretty important. And then the community manager. So how do we keep the alumni engaged and this community engaged after they leave the program. So it's not just a four-week engagement, but how do we keep this community alive? So it could be through social media and also in-person activities. And then, like I mentioned, finally, the designer aspect, which goes hand in hand with the website. So really creating the, the UI UX for our digital assets as well as the website. Great. And then you said there's also volunteers that could participate. Yeah. So the volunteers really is just volunteering to be in these roles. Right. Because everybody that's working for Sparkasell are volunteers, essentially. 
Yes, correct. What kind of feedback have you gotten from participants of Spark a Cell or people who've gone to your mixers? Yeah, so I think the biggest feedback is that people want more in-person activities, which is why we are doing these in-person mixers. And the second feedback is after the program ended, I would say the leadership team, we were a little bit burnt out. So we didn't really have the energy to think through how do we keep this community alive, which is why we added a new community manager role to try to keep this community engaged. And then the third one is finding more mentors that are current, so more current startup founders. Instead of like a lot of the first mentors that we found, they may have already retired into a more angel investor role. So they mentor and invest. But I think the participants also want other companies that could be even in series A or series B or series C. So different stages because all these founders that are participants, they're going to encounter different problems along different stages of their startup journey, which is why we need to reach out to a bigger pool of mentors and just really build this community. Well, it's always a learning process and you're always tweaking and I can understand why you need to expand your team. What's been your experience with Spark Cell? You did talk a little bit about that, but is there anything else you want to share about your experience doing this work with Spark Cell? Yeah, I would say for me, the biggest reward, like I mentioned earlier, is that I can use the Spark Excel platform and feel empowered to reach out to people that I wouldn't have normally. That includes People like Patrick Lee, for example, the founder of Rotten Tomatoes, or Kevin Lin, who's the founder of Twitch, or even Kevin Wong. I've built a friendship with him as he's the founder of Lunar Heart Seltzer. So it really expanded my network and I got to learn from their experiences, how they were successful in their companies and because they also have several experiences in these sort of programs. So they also shared their experiences. So I feel really empowered to expand my network this way as well as reach out to tech influencers in the community. For example, one of the first cohort startup participant, Taylor, the founder, Anya Chen, she's a big tech influencer in Taiwan and author of several books about career progression in the U.S. So I initially was just a follower on her Instagram, and then I found the courage to also reach out to her to join as a mentor, as well as a startup founder, since she had just started her company Taylor. So with her, I also learned a lot about her prior experiences and was able to expand my network through her as well. So just tying it back to just finding another channel to keep learning and expanding my network been really, really impactful for me, my personal growth. That's great. So if people want to find out more about Sparkasil, I think that the best way is to follow your social media. Yeah, you can sign up for our newsletter. Just go to sparkexcel.com or you can follow us on Instagram at Spark Accelerator or you can just find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever your preferred method is. Great. Is there anything else you want to add that we didn't cover? think this is pretty much it. Again, we are recruiting for leadership roles on a rolling basis and also the mentors and startup participants. So don't be shy about reaching out through our socials. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for taking time of your schedule to be on Talking Taiwan and sharing about what Sparkasel is doing. I think that it's a really interesting opportunity. Yeah. Thanks for also sharing that. Tackle did this once upon a time. I will go through your archives <laughs> to find more about that. 
This episode of Talking Taiwan has been sponsored by NATOA, the North America Taiwanese Women's Association. NATOA was founded in 1988. To learn more about NATOA, visit their website, www.natwa.com. Now it's time for you to show us some love. We just found out that you can rate us on Spotify. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Audible, leave us a review there. It helps others to discover Talking Taiwan. To learn more about any of the items mentioned in this episode, visit our website, TalkingTaiwan.com. There we'll list any related links. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com. 